Okay, welcome to February 12th on Joe's Daily U.S. History Lesson. Today is Abe Lincoln's birthday, folks. So here we go. 1809. As WhiteHouse.gov puts it, Abraham Lincoln became the United States 16th president in 1861, issuing the Emancipation Proclamation that declared forever free those slaves within the Confederacy in 1863. Lincoln warned the South in his inaugural address, In your hands, my dissatisfied fellow countrymen, and not in mine, is the momentous issue of civil war. The government will not assail you. You have no oath registered in heaven to destroy the government, while I shall have the most solemn one to preserve, protect, and defend it. Lincoln thought succession was illegal and was willing to use force to defend federal law and the Union. When Confederate batteries fired on Fort Sumter and forced it to surrender, he called on the states for 75,000 volunteers. Four more slave states joined the Confederacy, but four remained with the Union. The Civil War had begun. The son of a Kentucky frontiersman, Lincoln had to struggle for a living and for learning. Five months before receiving his party's nomination for president, he sketched his life, saying, I was born February 12, 1809 in Hardin County, Kentucky. My parents were both born in Virginia of undistinguished families. Second families, perhaps I should say. My mother, who died in my 10th year, was of a family of the name of Hanks. My father was removed from Kentucky to Indiana in my eighth year. It was a wild region with many bears and other wild animals still in the woods. There I grew up. Of course, when I came of age, I did not know much. Still somehow I could read, write, and cipher, but that was all. Lincoln made extraordinary efforts to attain knowledge while working on a farm splitting rails for fences, and keeping store at New Salem, Illinois. He was captain in the Black Hawk War, spent eight years in the Illinois legislature, and rode the circuit of courts for many years. He married Mary Todd, and they had four boys, only one of them whom lived to maturity. In 1858, Lincoln ran against Stephen A. Douglas for senator. He lost the election, but in debating with Douglas, he gained a national reputation that won him the Republican nomination for president in 1860. As president, he built the Republican Party into a strong national organization. Further, he rallied most of the Northern Democrats to the Union cause. Lincoln never let the world forget that the Civil War involved an even larger issue. This he stated most movingly in dedicating the military cemetery at Gettysburg that we here highly resolve that these dead shall not have died in vain, that this nation under God shall have a new birth of freedom, and that the government of the people, by the people, for the people, shall not perish from the earth. Lincoln won re-election in 1864, as Union military triumph heralded an end to the war. In planning for peace, the president was flexible and generous, encouraging Southerners to lay down their arms and joined speedily in reunion. The spirit that guided him was clearly that of his second inaugural address, now inscribed on one wall of the Lincoln Memorial in Washington, D.C. With malice towards none, with charity for all, with firmness in the right, as God gives us to see the right, let us strive on to finish the work we are in, to bind up the nation's wounds. On Good Friday, April 14, 1865, Lincoln was assassinated at Ford's Theater in Washington by John Wilkes Booth, an actor who somehow thought he was helping the South. The opposite was the result, for with Lincoln's death, 
the possibility of peace with magnanimity died. Happy birthday, Abe. And that's it for February 12th on Joe's Daily U.S. History Lesson. Thanks for listening.